Opa Gundam style, everybody. Welcome back to Wow Cool Robot, a podcast about Gundam, the media property, the franchise we all know and love. Uh, I'm Max. I use he, him, pronouns. And with me today is... Um, I'm Phoenix. I use they, them, pronouns. It's G-Witch time. No more breaks, except for in three weeks, when we will have a break for several months. Please don't, please don't talk about it. Like, um, I don't want to pretend, I do not want to know that this is going to be over so soon. Well, over, half over. It's in two cores. Two cores lights. (laughs) Um, But I think they said that the split would be at 12. So I guess we'll do like a shorter episode for just that 12th episode. Uh, But hey, until then, we're still chilling. We're still figuring this shit out. Um, cause who the, who the fuck knows what's going to happen then? Cause things are progressing and I feel like we're running out of things to do in the school. Um, but it's been, it's been, it's been a good Gundam week. Uh, I like the episodes. I've been liking build. Haven't, haven't, haven't built any kits yet. Cause I'm just, I'm still waiting on the bunch of those G-Witch kits to come in. And now. It's been such a pain to get them. Like, I mean. Like, we saw just how they were selling out in Japan. That was just, like, crazy. It was... Hotcakes. Yeah. Makes like, sense. Technically, hot, either hotcakes or those weird potato chips. Hmm. Hot chips... Gundam sells, like, hot chips and lie. Uh, now that I've seen these episodes, I'm like, fuck, I should have ordered a Michaelis. Oh, god damn it. Uh, I think he has a nice big claw, and I think Shadik Zanelli is very cool. Um, I actually, I actually recently did, I was able to, I ended up having to, like, drive all the way to Maryland to do this, but I did end up actually going to, like, a hobby store, hobby store, and I did get, um, I did get a little something for myself since it's been, like, forever, like, the last one I bet, like, the last time I built a kit was all the way in October, so, Hmm. yeah. What'd you get? Um... Well, the last kit I built was the Shenlong, and that, like, I also have a sand rock and a heavy arms that I got for my birthday, and I saw that, oh, they have the wing there, and it's like, all I need to do is find a death scythe, and that has been much harder. That has yeah. been a lot harder than what I would think it would be. Because every single place that I've seen selling Gunpla, the death side has been always sold out. Yeah, it's popular that little that little edge lord, huh? Yeah, like I mean, I know that like Duo is like even like his pilots popular, but like <laughs> I would not expect it to be like literally can't find it for months. But, yeah, then I'll have, like, four of the boys accounted for. Like, I do have the Live Lance, so that's kind of a Death Scythe. Yeah, it's Death Scythe-esque. I want, like, the original flavor guy. Right, yeah, you gotta. mm -hmm. Gotta put the team together. Yeah, like, I want all of the boys, and then... um, after I'm done with just getting all the wing boys, after that would be um, having to track down a virtue because then I want to do all of Celestial Being too, and I want to have all those boys as well. Mm. 
Well, it, di- it just don't stop. Yeah, yeah, but Fuck I... that train is loud today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I managed to go and get, um, like, I finally managed to get a gun plot probably for the first time since we started recording this podcast and the drought is finally over for me. Yay! And the drought is over for Jewish discussion, because I say we get into this episode, this first one. Okay, um, hang on, just let me get a drink first. Um, it's been, it's been really dry over here, so, like, even though, like, I'm not sick, sick, it's, like, it's still just so hard on my throat and, like, nose. Oh, yeah, I've, I've been in fucking nosebleed city over here. We love dry weather, don't we? Yeah, yeah, it's, like, I need to go and find, maybe I should have spent my gunpla money on getting a humidifier, but... (laughs) Um, anyway, um, here is G- Gundam, the Witch from Mercury, episode 8. Now that Meereen has founded Gundarm, Inc., she needs a base of operations. She chooses Earth House, roping in everybody there to help her start up her company, with pay, of course. At first, she plans to make money by selling gun-based military hardware, but everyone in Earth House does not like that plan. So she goes digging to find out what Gunn's ideal vision truly was. What she finds is an old video by Dr. Cardo Navo. Hello, cyberpunk grandma. I'm so happy to see you again. Of the Vanitas Institute showcasing medical gun format advancements. Everyone likes this idea much better, so they go forward with forming the company around this mission statement, but as their application is sent to the school, it is altered since the safety of gun format can't be verified, leaving Sadiq, the one who was supposed to seize the Gundams from the the company. Yeah, it's, uh... Hey, lest you forget, we're at Gundam Business School and we're going to do some business, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I don't really, I wasn't really expecting OSHA vi- there to be a whole world of OSHA violations in this show, like, yeah. Yeah, I get, uh, it's less OSHA, more, I'm, mm, I don't know what the, the equivalent of the regulatory <laughs> board would be here, but. I don't, I don't know either. I'm not like uh We're not business students here. Um let's see. What is the first I, I guess the first big thing to kind of discuss with this episode is like the whole thing with Mirin finding out what Gund actually is, like the origins of it. Mm-hmm. I guess really just the the payoff of having watched the prologue. Yeah. Yeah, and I finally, I'm so happy that we got to see um, Cyberpunk Grandma again. Yeah, she, see, Cardo Nabo's here, only in video form, but she's still here. I, it's, I'm so intrigued. I'm so full. I'm so intrigued to find out, like, what happened. What happened? Because they find this video. This video's clearly been, like, I mean, it's it's decently available, but like Meereen, we saw her. She stayed up all night digging, looking around for, you know, what the hell Gunda is. Because I, I, I mean, I'm assuming the people who have are listening to this episode have watched the 
anime episodes because we kind of just do freeform discussion for these ones now. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, what spurred this on was uh, Mirin saying, hey, let's just sell uh, weapons. And everyone's like, oh, that's not a good idea. And Mirin's like, all right, fuck you guys. I'll find out a better reason. Uh, so she finds what the gun format actually is. And the thing that interests me more than I think anything else in this episode, Suleta does not know who Cardo Nabo is. She doesn't remember her grandma. Or she never met her because she wasn't born yet. This thing again. I mean, it's like, I don't know. Because if this really is, I don't know if Eleonora, or yeah, Eleonora, I don't know if Elnora looks 21 years older than yeah. she did in the prologue. I mean, like, assuming Ares 4 in the prologue. Like, if we're assuming Eleonora is fucking 25 in the prologue, I don't know. She was, like, then that means she would be 46. I mean, I guess she looks good 46. Then again, there is gun format. Shit, I'm so intrigued to find out what the timeline of this is. Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly she's held up better with than, um, certainly she's held up better than Mr. Rembrandt. Um, yeah, Delling, I mean, he's like kind of spurred on by hatred, so I get it a little bit. Yeah, um, like, I guess it's like, I'm just surprised that she was just able to find it so easily, but then again, I guess it's just like, um, maybe she just found it just stashed around in the library, like, right next to, like, the, um, right next to, like, the Silver Ravenwolf books, and yes, that is that author, yes, that is that author's actual name, and yes, I did actually read that when I did first go through my witchy phase. But, like, if you're going through, like, witchy stuff, like, do not read her. She's bad. Mm. And yes. Well, I don't think. Hmm? Never. But, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't think Cardo Nabo's terribly disgraced in the context yeah. of the show. Yeah, or, like, even in that video, but, like. Yeah, she seems fine. It's, it's like this very much. Gund is the future medical technologies, and everyone seems, like, genuinely amazed. So, clearly, the Gund research was really only limited to Vanadis, and it just never really got out. Like, you have people like Elnora walking around with a robotic arm, but evidently suppressing Gund as, like, the weapons of war led to suppressing the medical technology to better humanity as well. It did that. Uh, did that. Yeah, yeah, and now it's, um, like, what was I, I am, like, I am, like, even just a little bit more disorganized this week, so, like, bear with me, but, like, if we're going to be, like, talking about stuff, and, like, hopefully, like, my memory will be jogged while we go, um, <laughs> through this, but, um, like, when they were all getting, like, set up, like, their company pitch, it was, like, there was, like, they making that, like, they were making, like, Selena do, like, those TikTok dances. Yeah, she, she hits, Ariel hits the gritty in the video. It's fucking great. Um, I understand that they're, like, a student startup, but it seems quite infantile to do this silly little skit and dance thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, um, like, <laughs> like they're doing TikTok dances for their Gundams. Like, 
Just imagine like trying to get like the kids in Tekadan to do that. Oh my god, that would fucking that would kick ass. <laughs> I want to hear the, the TikTok like a uh, computer uh, voice synthesizer, like like you, you know that TikTok voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just like today I unleashed my permit, and all of the children's souls inside me took part in battle. Shit like that. I was going to more and like say like just imagine trying to get Mika to do the renegade. He wouldn't. He wouldn't <laughs> be involved. You'd have I it would be like Shino and Ride would be like yeah, the two main like, Tekken on TikTok like, boys. I was thinking like Orga gets like this big idea to try to like, hey, like, let's try. Like he is also like he is sort of like the boy boss at um Tekadan, and it's like him just getting this idea that in order for us, like, hey, let's all in order to get popular, let's go on this little space TikTok app. And now I'm just imagining him trying to get Mika to do the Renegade, or even to just like floss or do the dab. I'm not really up on my TikTok dances, okay? <laughs> Like maybe he would do the re- like maybe he would do the Wednesday dance depending on how angsty he's feeling, but I don't really think he would go that way when he's getting angsty. But mm. like well, now I'm <laughs> Suleta did. Yeah, she would do all this yeah. shit, and she did. <laughs> she did. She did her dance so good. <laughs> I like that. Hmm? Um, never mind. But go ahead. I like that in the video you can see Giko, the goat, like walking in front of Ariel. So it just makes Suleta look like a fucking giant instead of Ariel look normal sized. It rules. She does have a. It's like very much like those little videos that my cousins used to do when they were like, um, when they were like kids. And this would have been back in like the 2000s. So mm-hmm. like. They didn't really have, like, access to all, like, the crazy technology that they would have, that people, like, on TikTok have now. But, um, they certainly would get really ambitious with their little home movies that they would do. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I I did that when I was a kid, too. I get it. Didn't have a Gundam. Very sad about that. So, Suleta's got one up on me. Um, gosh, what else happens here? Um... Oh, okay, okay, here's something, here's something, here's something. So, going back to the talk of Gund, I mean, like, I feel there, there's certainly more to unpack about Gund itself, but th- we haven't seen them actually, like, start to develop things. So that's, that's you know, putting a pin in that for later. Yeah. Um, at one point, when Meereen is trying to figure out, like, what Gund is... Uh, she talks to Belmaria Winston because I guess she's like one of her employees now that she like they rolled together uh, Shinsei and Pale into this one company. So she talks to Belle and talks about Gun's ideals and talks about witches. And she's like, well, don't call me a witch. Don't call them witches. I'm not exactly a witch. We were just imitating Gun's ideals and the Venatis Institute. So I, that, mm, I don't know. It's interesting to me. I don't know either. It's like, this is completely new information for me. Like, there's a whole bunch more to this that, like, well, hopefully we'll finally get a payoff. It just kind of seems like all of 
the stuff that's been going on with G, which it's just like everything is build up and build up and build up. And it's like, we're going to have to get a payoff right. We only have like three episodes left in this core. Mm-hmm. I think what interests me is this kind of goes hand with um, several episodes ago when we first see Prosper talk to Belmaria about being witches. So I don't know if Prosper was using that term to taunt Belmaria, knowing that she doesn't want to be considered a witch and doesn't want that term to be used in the first place. The show hasn't told us what that term is. Clearly, witch has something to do with the development of Gundams. But like, I'm really curious to know what the origin of that term in universe is. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like it certainly has nothing to do with like eye of newt or toe of frog or um yeah. Uh-huh. Double Zeta toil and trouble, you know. Um I mean, maybe it's just like what happens when like there's people who are like um paint for like whatever the people who do like paint their Gundams do. Like I have no idea how they manage that. I would just be too freaked out to like mess stuff up. Yeah, it's like, I feel like the same thing is with panel lining. You just want to start with, like, a cheap, less nice kit. So you can, if you make mistakes, you made mistakes on something that, like, you spent less money on. Yeah. I mean, like, most panel liners, if you're, like, using the marker, you can just erase it. Like, with a regular... You can kind of smear it off. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it adds character, dimension. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, there's, there is another plot too. So this is what, okay, we've seen how Gwell deals with his problems by just kind of like running at them headfirst brute force until he inevitably fucks up and gets in trouble. We've, we've seen how Elon deals with his problems, uh, which is like sending clones of himself and just kind of like operating very cagey close to the chest and I like that Shadik is his own variety of these. Like, it's a something new where he kind of is, like, doing... He wants to do the business side of it. He doesn't care as much for duels as we see later in the next episode. Um, but, like, a lot of what he does in this episode is just, like, basically industrial espionage in a way. Mm-hmm. It's easier to take things over using, like, you know... It's easy to take things over using the laws of the system that you already exist within than to, like, have to go out of your way. And it's like, I also think that, um, I think that, like, Shadik doesn't really get, like, what kind of school this is. It's like, this is like dual school. Like, why are you not dueling? Like, stop being a nerd. Stop being, like, a really weirdly buff nerd. I mean, it... It's worked for him so far, to be sure. And, like, here's the thing. We know that he's good at piloting, and he has a bunch of really good pilots with him. But, like, I feel like a lot of his thing is, like, if you do all of this business shit, you don't have to get your hands dirty. Um, but, you know, as we see him throughout the episode, he talks with Grassley, his dad. And it's like, Grassley's like, yeah, I'm sending you some mobile suits. You you know, you know what to do. So... He's kind of tasked with seizing Ariel, and I guess by uh, extension, Faract, because, like, Grassley more so... Clearly, Jaturk is angry about this, but hasn't done anything. So I guess it's, like, Grassley's kind of turning the show to try and do something about the Gundams. But Grassley's just, like, yeah, straight up, like, alter the uh, application and just, like, take them. Like, you don't even need a fight in the first place, but here's a bunch of cool shit if you do need a fight. So he's, like, definitely the most, I think 
prepared out of the three branches to do these kind of like espionage and uh takeover stuff yeah he i don't know i mean i i, I want to know what his angle in all of this is i guess i want to know what all of everyone's angle in all of this is the pale ceos especially because they're just like a bunch of strange women who clearly have a ton of shit planned at any given time but i feel like jaturk is just like such a normal ass businessman like you just plop him in modern day wall street he'd be fine mm-hmm. he'd figure it out yeah. but grassley is like i don't know he gives me vibes of like someone who is very like better at this than the other ones are and then of course delling who who the fuck can even delling we don't we don't even see delling in these two episodes yeah good riddance we see like him from the prologue and that's it like it, it, it he doesn't matter yeah here. it's like um yeah when he was like yeah like bye bye gundams no more bye mm-hmm. um oh another thing i remembered to discuss uh there is that scene where suleta talks with or suleta and miringo who talk with prospera uh to talk with you know hey can you tell us about the robot and Prospera, you know, she just, like, sends data to uh, to Meereen's phone, no problem. And Suleta asks her, hey, why didn't you tell me that this was a Gundam? Why did you lie to me? And then she just pops her arm off again. She loves doing this shit. She loves taking her arm off and wiggling it around. Um, I wonder if she's ever, like, popped it off to use it just as a back scratcher. Oh, shit. That would be so good. That, oh. <laughs> just, like, um, uh. Like she just pops it off to use it as a back scratcher to get like um really intense like mercury grade sunscreen on her back. SPF nine thousand. Uh, yeah. No, she pops off and she uses it to like grab things on high shelves she can't reach. <laughs> or like she dropped like the um TV remote between the couch cushions. <laughs> <laughs> so- but like. The, the point she makes when she does this, again, it's so funny. Um, she's just like, someone who doesn't know about what my thing is, you think people will be afraid of it, and they might even attack what they don't understand. And so that is like, ah, this makes this makes perfect sense. I understand perfectly. It was all for my beloved daughters. So she oh. kind of hand waves a lot of it away. Literally. <laughs> To literally take it off and just like for like extra, um, for like extra oomph, like she'll just like take it off for like extra hand waving. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, like, because I understand what she's saying, kind of like on paper, of yeah, people will definitely be afraid of the things that they don't understand. (sighs) Oh, excuse me. Um, but at the same time, it's also like a weapon of war, and I think you want your enemies not to be able to understand it. Now, certainly, I think that she probably could have just said, it's because Gundams are illegal. Yeah. And so it would have been like, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Sure, makes sense, too. But I, I, this answer she gives to Letta clearly seems to appease her, and she just she trusts Mommy, I guess. Yeah. Mommy knows best, I suppose. Da, da, yeah. Yeah, I guess. This, is, this is just like tangled. <laughs> at least, like she just let. At least she lets. Uh, at least she's actually letting Suleta outside. Like she's letting Suleta touch grass. Right. Yeah, that's true. She's no mother Gothel. Yeah, that's that's for damn sure. Um, we do see Gwell at some point in this episode. He kind of just gets bullied at camp. Yeah, like he's still chilling there. It's like he's just like 
he's just trying to like just like vibe and um i don't know like we he just wants to like vibe and make gorp and like yeah <laughs> gorp jeturk um <laughs> Yeah, like that's his cousin. That's like his brother's name. His other one. He doesn't. <laughs> his his second brother. Yeah. He, uh, um, he goes to school in space, Canada. You've never heard of him. <laughs> I think you mean Neo Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Shadik comes up, and Shadik like runs off the bullies, and basically he just kind of like offers Gwell if he wants to join Grassley House, he can. Um. Clearly seeing value in, like, we learn next episode, he schemes, Shadik schemes quite a fucking bit. Um, and I think he just mainly wants to be able to, like, use Gwell's piloting skills. Yeah. That, and then just, like, you know, if he gets in good with the heir to um, Jeturk, like, you know, that's good business, too. Like, clearly, I feel like Shadik is honestly on a higher level of, like, business acumen than either uh, well, definitely higher than Gwell, but I think he's all, honestly better at this than Elon is. Yeah, I mean, it's very easy to be better at the at be, better at doing business than Elon. He doesn't go to school. He stays home and watches the fucking Pioneer Woman all day. <laughs> no, I I didn't say Elon. I oh Elon, yeah, oh yeah. Well, again, I mean, fucking literally any any student asks Acacia is better yeah, than that fucking it's dweeb. Like, um, I mean, he's certainly better at it than Alan. Like let's just mm-hmm. call let's just call Elan let's just call him Alan so it's like less confusing. I'm I'm still probably gonna call him Elon because like I think I know in my heart of hearts I have absolutely no reason to mention the name of the real life freak Elon. I think they um let's see God what else there, I feel like there's a lot that happens in this episode but not at the same time not really because like most was just like oh they make the company yay they did it um. It's nice seeing all of the Earth House kind of, like, work together on this. Yeah, um, like, they're vibing. They're, like, friends. Um, I love them. I, just, I love, I honestly, love all of them. I love all of these little business people. Lilik is, like, writing up proposals, and Martin is, um... Or what is it? No, I think, like, Lilik is, meant like, scheduling, and Martin's doing the proposal. No, maybe Lilik does finance. Anyway... We know Till does the art, and I f- don't know what Aaliyah does, and I don't know what Nuno and Ojella do either, but they're mad at each other for a little while, and I don't remember why. It doesn't yeah. really matter, because they're fine at the end of this episode. Um, but the last main I thing sweat. that... Hmm? Like, don't sweat it, y'all. Like, y'all are in business. Like, and y'all are- Yeah, you're a teen business person. Give yourself a little bit of a break. Um, the last main thing that happens is... Um, they they were like able to get their kind of articles of incorporation together, saying like, "Hey, this is what we're doing as a company," because you know they they, they agreed to use gun to arm as um, medical technology and not be like Lockheed Martin, which is, "Hey, good for you, kids, <laughs> you made the right choice." Uh, but they send the application to the school, and the school like accepts it, but uh, the Grassley goons, the GGs, the Grassley girls, they kind of like are able to alter the application because they can't verify the safety of gun format. And they're like, all right, we'll let you be a company, but we're going to take all your assets. So the Gundams are ours now, which seems kind of fucked that you could just do that. I'm pretty sure that's something an actual business is able to do, but I don't know. Damn. I guess actual business is fucked up then. Hard to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't do business. Like I, like I'm fun. Like I build gunpla and stuff. Like who has 
like the last time I talked to him, like I don't think I've ever knowingly talked to somebody with an MBA before. <laughs> God willing, you'll never you'll never have to. Yeah. Um. So that would that's I think that's probably good for the first episode. I feel like there's there'll be some interesting things in the second. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which takes us to Witcher Mercury episode nine. If I could take one more step towards you. As Gundam's business proposal is altered, Miorin talks to Shadik about the new arrangements. Miorin will only remain the company figurehead as Grassley runs the company proper. Obviously, she rejects this proposal and challenges Shadik to a duel, but since Lauda Neil is the remaining house lead for the dueling committee, he is able to set up a duel that greatly favors Grassley House, a six-on-six -six battle against Grassley's best pilots. Earth House is unable to recruit anyone outside their own house, and they only get a few zawarts from Pale to fight with, so when the duel begins, four of their pilots are defeated right away. Even Choo Choo is taken out when she is overwhelmed by the Grassley girls. Ariel is on his last legs in the fight, and after the Grassley suits fire antidote, an old anti-gunned weapon, when Suleta talks to Ariel, apologizing for making her do all the work and stepping up to the plate herself. She makes the permit glow blue instead of red and goes absolute sicko mode on everyone, winning the duel with the help of Choo Choo firing one last shot at the Michaelis. The company is saved and Shadik finally gives up. This was a insane fight. Oh my god. They're playing fork knife. They're, they're, motherfuckers are playing fork knife. It's six on six. Uh, I guess it's kind of like a Pokemon battle, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, yeah, shit. So, uh, the main thing to talk about here is that battle, because it's really fucking cool. Oh, yeah, it is. Like, we see we see new mobile suits, which is the most important part, while Cool Robot, we all know it. Um, the, the, the Grassley girls, uh, I wrote their names down. Um, so there's... Um, God damn it, where are they? I wrote I wrote all the fucking names down too. Um okay. Sabina Farden is the purple hair one. <laughs> Farden. <laughs> Out the gate. Very funny name. Oh. Uh I can't wait to meet her cousin, Eleanor Shin. Um <laughs> Renee Costa is like the blonde twin tails that everyone loves. Uh Irisha Plano, she's like the anxious stuffed animal holding one. Maisie May is like the bubbly green haired girl and Hanau Jazz is the blue haired one that doesn't really have any like personality traits. It seems she's just like the other one. She just stretches a lot, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we see her like oh, in yoga poses and like yeah. stretching in the locker room. Just randomly doing yoga everywhere. Like that's her thing, I guess. Like she's flexible, but all, all five of those girls, they're in this suit called the big year pent, um, which is I don't really like it that much. Yeah, so like we see the, it's the, like they didn't put the blue cheese on it. I well, I yeah, I don't think the colors are as interesting as the Big Ear Bue to me. Um, it's is basically the same as the Big Ear Bue, only like the arms and legs are roughly the same, but it doesn't have like the weird like back skirting the Big Ear Bue had. It doesn't have the big balls, which I don't give a fuck if you don't have the big balls on it. Like you're nothing to me now. Sorry. Um. It does have this cool shield and it has these two like kind of tubes that pop out of the back shoulders. Um, and the colors are basically the exact same thing as Janemba from Dragon Ball, which is interesting to me. Um, it's just purple and red, which is a color scheme. I guess you don't see that often. Um, it reminds it's like Magneto colors, but like not Magneto colors. Magneto. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Magneto colors. That's a better way to put it. Um, but we the Michaelis is what... Uh, Shadik pilots. And this thing, this does have that blue cheese. This is like the exact same color scheme as the Big Ear Bue. Um, 
it's definitely like the true successor, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. It's like all white. You have the cool purple glowy accents on like the upper thighs and the shoulders. I really like the face visor. It's in this kind of like a cool diamond shape. Um, and it just has like a fucking Mega Man buster on its right arm. Yeah, that's cool. It's cool. And I like that it like pops out. Um, it like turns into a big claw on a wire. And yeah, it's on a wire. So I'm just going to hoot and holler and clap every yes, time I see yes, it. Because I always, you gotta. We stand the wires here. I really like how many wired weapons G-Witch has. Yeah. I feel like every major like, suit has one. Yeah, it's like, it's a very, like, I know, like, Ariel's big thing is, like, it does have, like, those shield bits, so, like, mm-hmm. like, but, like, I think that, like, having stuff on wires is just, like, so underrated. Yeah, yeah honestly, I comms, wired weapons, they're just fucking cool. Yes. It's like, I can't psychically manipulate bits of metal in space, but I can throw something attached to a rope. And I think that's worth a lot. <laughs> um, but the main thing that the Michaelis and the Big Pentes can do is they have this thing called Antidote. And Antidote, as apparently Antidote is stored in the balls, I guess is what I mean to say. Because this is the same weapon that Big Ear Bayou used back in the prologue to, like, shut down Gund. Yeah, yeah that's what this... Yeah, that's what the secret blue cheese dressing is. We put antidote in the blue cheese. So it's like when it gets revealed, um, I think it might be Eleonora, I guess Prospera now, who notices and, and is like, wow, this hasn't been used for a long time. So like this is old technology. Grass has just like kept that shit up his pocket the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it does work, like, it. we see it shuts down Ariel's gun bits for a hot minute, and, like, all of them can do it. So I guess that was, like, the purpose of this duel, of all of them just, like, popping the antidote and just kind of, you know, shut, shutting Suleta down while they can, like, go in for the kill. But really interesting to me that, like, they have this, that they can do this. I'm, I'm wondering. I'm thinking about it. It's cool, though. Um, the duel's really good. I like that... Like, Suleta tries to recruit uh, Guel at one point, and he's just like, no, <laughs> goodbye, I'm not going to do this. Oh, come on, we all know you want to duel, like... He's gotta at some point, right? Yeah, it's like, it would be a shame if you didn't, like, even, like, consider it, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Guel says he's not doing it, he's honoring his father's wishes, uh, his father forbids it. And, and Suleta's like, oh, so you love your father as much as I love my mother. Awesome. Guel does not like hearing this, but he just kind of walks off. Um, but we also learned that, like, Vim wants... He's, like, basically, like, expelling Guel from the Academy. He's like, yeah, we're kicking you out. Like, I'm just going to set you up with a business associate of mine so you can learn a job and just, like, stay out of trouble. Yeah, so. like, um, clearly this is not working for you. Like, uh, here, like, uh, just go get a job, like... Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the funniest thing for me would be if they made it so Guel could hang out in Earth House in Gundarm Incorporated and have that act like a fucking like diplomatic immunity, like international waters. He can't be taken out while he's inside another company. Yeah, it's like, sorry, I'm already busy here. I would love that. Like, <gasps> we need more Guel. Guel has like, there's no world in which Guel doesn't join Earth House, right? It has to happen. I'll feel crazy if it doesn't. Yeah. And everyone loves Gwell. He's like the best character to show. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Hmm? He is. 
is. Um, so there's Guel. We got Shadik is just doing a bunch of shit here. Like, I feel like so often. Like, at least I got my wish from last episode to have Shadik actually do something. Yeah, and honestly, as far as, like, like this is a good episode for Shadik, I'd say. Yeah. Because, again, we see that his style of doing business is more, it's a lot of kind of, like, coercion and making trouble for other people so that he doesn't have to, like, do things himself and people will just give him and be like, all right, cool. Like, we see his kind of way of trying to become the holder was just telling me, Irene, like, I'll protect you without actually, like, dueling or doing anything yeah. for it. So it, it never, you know, he never was able to, like, get that title for himself. And he realized, he's like, oh, shit, I should have tried more. And Mirian's like, yeah, too little, too late. Sorry, Buster. Bye. Bye. But yeah. again, I mean, like, I like that Shadik is kind of the lazy kid here. Mm-hmm. He is the lazy kid, and it's like, yeah. Like, he just, like, I mean, I am just kind of like, Ugh, like, like he's being a shadick. I think he's probably okay now. Like, it really seems like he's given up on, like, trying to fuck with Mirin and Suleta now. I think he's just going to be like, all right, sorry, I'm a fool. Um, But he, um, oh, shit, what was I going to say? It's going to say something. I don't know either. Whatever. But, but yeah, I mean, like. I, I like what we got from Shadik. I think that I don't know if he'll necessarily be an ally because again he is allied with a he aligned with a different uh, company. He's not aligned with Gun to Arm, but like I think he's going to end up being less antagonistic than Elon might prove to be in the future for sure. Yeah, yeah. And we know Guel is going to join Earth House, which means that they're going to get like two of the three boys teaming up against Delling in the end when it mm-hmm. turns into an all-out war in the second part of season one. I don't know. Yeah. There's um, a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, uh, anyway, like, uh, Lilique. Oh, my God. I love Lilique so much. She stole a fucking show this episode. Yeah, she was just like, um, there was like that one girl in... Um, Is it Renee? Renee, who's just like so mad at her. And it's like... I know you're, like, trying to steal my boyfriend, Lily. Like, come on. It's so good. Like, so the first time they, they meet, like, Renee, like, walks up on Lily and is just like, you know, all right, fuck you. You know, you're, we're going to, I'm going to kick your ass. And Lily is just like, huh? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, she's very mad at Leek and doesn't really know why. And it's revealed as they duel that Lilik stole number 12 on Renee's backup boyfriend list. And Lilik was like, he asked me to lunch and I said no. And Renee's like, so you make a mockery of him? It's so good. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Lilik, Lilik, Lilik. <laughs> what? Why are you, like, there's nothing, like, what are you doing? That's so fucking funny. I'm oh my god. You, don't take my man. Please don't take my gun. <laughs> oh fuck, that's good. Uh hey, uh Do- Dolly Farden. <laughs> Just like <laughs> Sabine Farden. <laughs> Her great 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 arbitrary number of great grandmas. Just like her arbitrary yeah. great grandma's dollies to say. <laughs> good. Um okay. Speaking of 
a big number and great. Uh, terrible segue. Ter- fucking goddamn awful segue. But anyway, they're fighting, right? Um, just just to completely cut to a different topic. When Suleta goes sicko mode, when she's like gets shut down, her arm gets shot off. She's okay. The gun to bits get taken down by the antidote. Um, she talks to Ariel and she like apologizes to Ariel. She's like apologizing that Ariel has to do all of the work uh, and says that she wants to do her part now. And she's like, this isn't on my list, but you know, I'll take this on for myself. And she, she's talking like not just at Ariel, but she says everyone. And as she says this, we see it like pan around to all of the different like disabled gun bits. I think it's looking more and more likely that these are actually like different people inside these things. Yeah. Yeah. I am so intrigued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, hopefully we'll actually get some payoff soon, right? For like, whatever this is, um, yeah. Like, I mean, we, we, we have to. There's no, this is like the main mystery, but it's so crazy. And something happens with her turning the permit blue. Um, And thinking back to the prologue, Whenever people would like use permit scores and activate the Lafrith back then, they would get that red glow on their face, and Elon got that red glow too. The only person who got a blue glow was Suleta. Yeah, and it didn't make Lafrith glow blue, I don't believe. But this makes the aerial glow blue, and like she powers like, oh my god, the bits go into fucking sicka mode. They do like the shield prism that the new Gundam can do with its uh, fin funnels. That is so cool. I love it. Like, that is my... It's, th- this would be a really cool effect set to sell. Yeah, like... Just a bunch I, of transparent blue triangles. That would be... Loop. Um, I'd buy it. I'd fucking buy it, for sure. Um, but again, she's, like, communicating with her bits. And, like, Prospera sheds a tear of happiness as she watches this, because they're live-streaming the battle on Twitch. Um, and, like, you always... But again... Watching. And Ghoul is just, like, watching a Twitch stream just, like, on his little phone in the woods. Like, I mean, how... Like, what is his cell phone plan like? Oh, it's fine. He's inside Astacassia. They all have... They have reception everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, like, she sheds a tear because I guess she's seeing a culmination of what she's been working towards. And she's like, oh, fuck Yeah. My my daughter is overriding the weapon that killed my husband 21 years ago, not 12 years ago, like I originally thought. Like, she loves this shit. And this honestly reminded me a lot of that episode. Like, one of the later episodes of the original Gundam series when Amuro kind of, like, goes new type mode for the first time. And when he's just, like, dodging everything and, like, counting all the guys he's killing and just, like... He knows what to do. He knows what's going to happen in the future. Like this is a this is a genuine fucking new type moment. Yeah, yeah, new type moment. Yeah, it it's and it's like it's a little scary, honestly. It is. It is. Um, like things are really picking up, but like again, like I hope we are actually going to get some um closure on this. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm worried that there's going to be some kind of drawback. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't seem immediate. I would have expected, like, Suleta to actually get the fucking face circuitry glowies. Um, but she seems fine. Like, we don't see any negative effects. So I'm wondering if that's going to come up later or if just not at all. If, like, again, if Suleta 
somehow is like designed to be able to pilot Ariel just fine and there won't be any negative effects for her. It's really hard to say what it's going to be, but like everyone is like, fuck, that's what a Gundam does? Uh-oh. Or just like, um, I feel like since like, I feel like um since the episode, since like episode four, it's like we're just going up and up and up and up and up on a roller coaster hill, but um now it's like we haven't like like there hasn't been a drop yet and it's like okay like when is the drop going to happen we go we are going up and up and up and up um it's got to happen i honestly do like since nothing's been revealed so okay we know what comes in future like episodes based on how they reveal the kits they sell because you can pre-order the kits far before they show up. And at this point, I think the only kits that uh, we've seen that are going to be for sale that have not been revealed in the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Train. It is the um, Lafrith Thorn and the Lafrith Guardian, I think they're called. Um, honestly, the ki- the suits themselves look like shit. <laughs> but th- the point is, like, the only thing we haven't yet seen is... Uh, they're Gundams, so I don't know if they're going to be made by Gundarm or if, like, someone else is going to, like, you know, use gun technology to make a Gundam and then it's going to, like, turn more into war is bad instead of school is bad. But yeah. there's not much left, so I'm really wondering if, like, I'm really wondering if uh, there's going to be a big skip between part one and two of season one instead of between seasons one and two. Because we don't know if we're getting a season two yet. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like if this is like going to, and like I guess like if we're doing that, I'll see you in like three years or something. Well, no, I think so. When Iron Blooded Orphans did it, uh, I want to say it was only like six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think if they do a season two of this show, production issues permitting, like it should start at the same time next year, based on how they're splitting this season up. I don't know for sure. Um. It could just be a show that's designed to be 25 or so episodes. And, like, we've had... That has happened before. I think um, I think G-Reco did that. So, like, <laughs> it's not unheard of for them to just do, like, one Gundam season instead of two, like they usually do. But, I mean, you know, that's certainly getting ahead of ourselves and trying to pick what's going on. But, like, hard to say. Um, I guess I, I guess my point is, like, we it might just be, like, actual, like, war happening in, like, the second half, which I'm pretty fucking excited for yeah like they're finally going to do it like yeah they're actually having a war like it's gundam again it's gundam again i mean it is gundam now but Nez gonna be really gundam because they gotta fight war is bad and then Um, it's like um yeah but like i mean i guess like we can't really see the future like i don't know what's going on um (laughs) we're not suleta we can't see the future um new type i'm not a witch uh we oh uh they also got 1.5 million views on their stream which was really exciting for them they're going to be a twitch partner in no time yeah that's good for them good for them they they they, everyone's posting like pog champ in the chat as like soletico's fucking ape shit um God, what else? Again, there's a lot of fighting in this episode, so like, I feel like there's less to actually analyze outside of pointing at the gun bits and saying, who the fuck are all of you people? But that's, I guess that's mostly really 
it, it seems. Yeah, I guess that's... Hmm. Is, is, is there anything else that you want to discuss in the episode, Phoenix? Hmm. Um, I guess this is might just be a short one this day. Um, like, yeah. I, like, this is even more disorganized than the last episode, because I guess, like, I didn't really have, like, a chance to um really like watch it watch it because um i'm still having a like it's still like kind of like um i was just kind of been like really out of it all week and um mm-hmm. we're going through it shit happens yeah in the in the meantime hmm. in the meantime looking up different voice actors in the show because i didn't really get a chance to do beyond tune world today we could just cut it um, you're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Toonworld. Ah, Miri Shimabukuro, the voice actor for Aaliyah from Earth House, also voiced uh, Kiku Kamashirakawa and Yu-Gi-Oh! Vrain. and that's the big that that's that's one. Um, fuck. Let's find. Let's find. Let me find like two more. Yeah. Two more roles. We're doing this shit live. This is just like. You know, this is just a lower energy. We're just chilling episode. Who's Till? Ah, oh, wait, this is, wait, this is actually a guy who has decently popular. Kohei Amasaki, born October 22nd in Osaka, Japan. He's number 329 trending on BehindTheVoiceActors.com. Oh, fuck, he was in Hitalia. Oh, okay, oh. okay, all right. So Till, Till's voice actor is Takaki Uno from Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. He got out fine and has a sister, and he's chilling. He's alive. I'm so glad for him. He voiced Takeshi Hoshino in Mob Psycho 100, who's like the really pointy chin guy with a pompadour. Uh, he was a character called Papan in Monster Hunter Stories Ride On. I never watched that because it was very much for kids and not like the Monster Hunter video game. But he's Till Niss in Witcher Mercury and also Arun Senna in Final Fantasy Endwalker. There's your government mandated Beyond Toon World for the week. Again, we're just chilling this episode. Yeah, we are. Um. So, hey, Phoenix, question for you: What's that robot of the week? Uh, um, um, last week we were talking about like Charlie XCX, and I just brought her up offhandedly. Um, like back on her album from like 2017, like Pop Two, there's like that song called Themba, and um, it's about Charlie XCX being like a sexy robot. So I guess my um. Robot of the week is um Robot Charlie XCX from um from Robot Charlie XCX from the song Fembot from the album Pop Two. So yeah, that's my robot of the week. Fuck yeah. Um I like that one song that she did that was called Break the Rules. Remember that back? That was like um, fuck, that was like ten years ago almost. That was like back before like she went in like that hyper pop direction. That was like from the same episode. Again, like, I was talking about this last, last episode, um, that was the one where, like, there were, had, that was the one with, like, boom clap on it, that was, like, that era, like, I would have still been in high school when that song came out. Yeah, fuck, I mean, like, I guess, yeah, she, I mean, I, I listened to one of her albums, I, I listened to How I'm Feeling Now, and I thought it was alright, like, Hyperpop's not necessarily for me, Yeah, but it's not terrible, I didn't hate it. I guess the main thing is listen to Magdalena Bay. I don't think it's hyper pop, but it's really fucking good music. And they showed up on like all of my friends' Spotify raps this year. So yeah, like, get, get in early, be a hipster about it. 
And yeah, like mine, um, it was like pretty basic. Um, but then it was like, okay, this is like three Lady Gaga songs and then um, Beyond the Time. Oh, that's a good ass. Mm, mm. That's a good ass, good ass song. I like the saxophone solo. Uh, it's a good song for a movie that I don't think was that good. Uh, but you can listen to that fucking three hour episode of this podcast if you want. In the meantime, uh, we're going to wrap up. So Phoenix, where can we find you on the internet? Um, again, I would like to plug my Tumblr this time. My, because I'm not really too sure about how stable Twitter is going to be for the foreseeable future. But my Tumblr is at DestroySideHack. Um, if you're still trying Twitter, um, it is at Full Frangle. Um, it's like Full Frontal, but you spell it like Pringle. And um, that's about it. Um, now, Max? I'm on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. Um, I'm on Tumblr, MaxiBajillion. I'm on Coast at MaxiBajillion. My other shows are Pot of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. That is on Twitter at Pot of Greed Cast. Holy fuck, we are finishing GX. When this episode goes up, like tomorrow, the 5th, um, we will have, I guess the day after should be our penultimate episode posted. And then next week, we're going to like finish the whole damn thing. I am very excited. I can't believe that we did it. Um... You also listen to Slappers Only and Nevermind the Trollocs, two sort of defunct podcasts. They're just on hiatus while, one, we get our shit together, and the other, we wait for more Wheel of Time to come out. Um, and thank you to Noisespace.xyz for hosting this show. You can go there, check out all of my shows, many more. Uh, this show specifically is on Twitter at WowCoolPodcast, co-host as well at WowCoolRobot, I think. Um, I don't, I just said, had it set up just in case and I might not need it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Discord links are in the episode description and Twitter header. Come hang out with us and say hello. Uh, this winter will be really fun when we all get our G-Witch gunplay and we all get to post images of it. And what do we always say, Phoenix, to close each episode? Um, school is bad. Let's go lesbians. Let's go. Bye-bye. Bye.